recorded during the Plague Year 2020. This is the Andromeda Minute, a show where each and every uh, week we get together and talk about uh, the 1971 Robert Wise-directed techno-thriller, The Andromeda Train. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Peter Regan, a long-time acquaintance of Mr. O'Kane, retired hotelier here in the lovely state of Georgia. But you never really retire when you're a hotel. They keep dragging you back. You know, uh, when my wife talked me into this two and a half years ago, Jim, I, uh, I said, sounds great. We only work like two days a week. Uh, where do I sign up? So uh, apparently we're, we should be very happy. We're very busy. So and you've, uh, you've been scrubbing toilets ever since. I yes, yeah. yes. I know how to make a bed more times than you can imagine in my entire <laughs> life. So uh, the good news is it's, uh, we have help. But, uh, oh, good. But I'm still, uh, I'm still involved with need to be. Awesome. Wow. You're there. You're there for everybody. I know yeah. that. Thank yeah. you, Jim, for getting me this minute. I mean, this minute really you know, <laughs> amps up. Not you, yet. You got the other key players uh, introduced in this scene. So that alone really brought it uh, up to a new level for me personally. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Nobody has a name above the title in this one. They're all equals. So a, 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 a panel P of equals. Um, And so much, so many uh, sets built for such small screen time. Really? I I, I was thinking, I go, wow, I go, that that scene, how how often, that scene is up there for what? 15 seconds? Yeah, yeah. It's it's there long enough to get one of their few optical effects put in. They do that nice solarization. Yes, Uh, and I have to ask a question about that, Jim. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't want to get ahead of myself. That whole scene, and you probably know the movie term, so help me, um, where the sound is added afterwards. Yes, that's uh, called ADR, automatic dialogue replacement. Or in this case, it's shot what they call MOS, which is Cats and Jammer Kids English for Mitout Sound. And they add that nice big sound effect of uh, electric field, like a uh, like a Jacob's Ladder or something, just to just to give you an idea that. Something something electrical is happening. Yes, and uh, when they were trying to, uh, and I think actually I'm, I'm ahead of myself in this minute because it really begins with those um, the other two in the elevator. So I guess we should back up. Yeah, we're here. We're hearing that little that little mechanical noise of the uh, the floor that they're standing on uh, going down. Yeah, it, it's just it doesn't make sense having this. I'm, I'm assuming there's a gigantic hydraulic jack that's 150 feet tall that's directly underneath them because they're not being lowered by the outside. We're not seeing any kind of cabling or anything else. We're just seeing the bare walls of the shaft that they're in. Jim, uh, I'm sorry. I was talking about the other elevator. Oh, the other elevator. Yeah. That that elevator has this this movie has a lot of elevators in it. I know. Yeah. Yeah. uh, They spend a lot, they spend a lot of time going down. uh, Right. right. So we, uh, Oh, you have to get that. No, I do not. Uh, okay. uh, you're your priority, Jim. Not I understand. Uh, you know, I've got to give you my undivided attention here. Uh-huh. Um, so I hope I could get a reenact um, another image here of the uh, architectural station for my uh, den at home. Yeah, that would be nice to have. Just something <laughs> you could put that in on. Uh, yeah. Uh, when when Karen what... queries me, I'll go. You don't know? Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> You're not, but, a, you're not a know about this, yeah. No, but, the, but I, I, what I wanted to talk about with this scene was he uses a phrase of talking out of, of his hat. Talking through his hat, yeah. Talking through his hat. 
So it was, I thought it was an interesting, I, I, I kind of could tell in the context of how, what it was being said, what it meant, uh, that he was kind of like, you know, talking out of his, you know what? Yes. Uh, but I had a chance to uh, look up that phrase and found its history is very interesting. Oh, okay. Well, give us the uh, etymology. Of... Well, I can tell you, I was going. <laughs> there's one part here, and I was hoping I had it saved on my uh, my browser. Uh, yes, here it is. Well, I'm glad you asked, Jim. Thank you. Uh, the the phrase itself originally goes back to a book by Farmer and Henley called Slang and Its Analogs from 1888. Hmm. So the quote is. This is only a bluff de making. See, they talking through their hats, and there is D E R E. Ah, okay. So obviously a dialogue. Correct. Uh, well, then it, it, ties, it ties into uh, the UK Parliament, and it apparently it was a practice that came close to fitting the bill. It's called topping. In order to make a point of order, which is an interruption to a previous speech, in order to query something that's been raised. The MP had to be seated and covered. That is, he had to be sitting down and wearing a hat. Ah. So topping was the name given to talking out a bill, otherwise known as filibusting. Once he took his hat off, essentially, then they they had to st- they um, had to stop talking. But they couldn't be interrupted. Uh, once he, he always kept his hat on, so they could talk wow. for hours and hours. So don't take your hat off. Just keep going. Yes. Wow. So. Hence but, the Abe Lincoln look, yeah. Correct, correct. Uh, so I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that's what he meant with that phrase. Got it. Talking through. Okay, that now that has forever tinged my viewing of this of this movie. I'm just impressed that that one that one corridor that they built where they walked to. I'm assuming they're disintegrating their spacesuits. Yes. Uh, uh, which I don't know. When does it know when to stop? When it starts smelling burning flesh, or well. Um, yeah, but I think, you know, I, I think the bigger question was when that charge goes off. Yeah. Uh, he didn't tell them to close their eyes. No, no, just here we go. And yeah, but, but he didn't, that, there's no dialogue in that scene. Yeah, no, it's just the two of them wandering up, plugging it in. They come down on an elevator that doesn't have a doorway. Correct. Which is convenient, so, but OSHA yeah. it violates OSHA's standards, I would think. I would, I would think, yeah. And it's it, it's more like one of those um, European paternosters that you know just never ends. When when and, and is it single purpose that everybody that comes down has to go through? And uh, again, this is like we were talking about on Wednesday. Government when, dollars. How yeah. many entrances are there? And if they're coming in at the same time, didn't uh, Dutton and Levitt happen to notice this giant helicopter parked out back? No, but to your point, I think that do people go back up that way to get out? No, it's a one-way. It's a one-way elevator. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you can't go back out, and you you don't show up in your uh, khakis on the other side. I I I can't imagine. uh, I just found it very funny when they come in, and and it's very interesting. That's why I was saying I thought the sound was added for the, the, the the what was the point of that plug. That it's going to be charge them to electricity. Yeah, I think that's where their power source is. That's going to burn the burn the uniforms off of them. Wow! So, is but does it leave novel, their does it leave their gloves? Too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just they they got rid of all these things. It's all paper. It's a new process, and they're basically various forms of paper that they're destroying. 
I just want to know where does it end? Do they uh, does it leave them naked? Are they in their underwear? Are they wearing those rubber gloves? I think what, what? They, they would have like a version of long johns. Yeah. Uh, underneath that, it automatically senses where to end. I mean, I'm just giving you a guess. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good idea. I'm just I'm just impressed that somebody had to paint that entire hallway. You know, they built that hallway, painted it, glossed and everything, and then that's it for 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah. There you go. On to the next scene. Yeah, and the next scene. The entire room is made out of metal. It looks like a really upscale um, hot point refrigerator. Correct. Wow. It's very, it's, all... very se- it's very 70s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and just think about all the magnets you could put up, you know, post-it notes and things like that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, quite impressive. I know. I mean, again, yeah, I'm assuming, you know, when you look at how much metal was used, it's very funny because, I, I mean, I'm assuming they have housekeeping. Right? Yeah, someone has to come and wash the floor, right? And the and the wall and the ceiling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you guys just couldn't go with some cinder block, maybe like most government buildings. You had to go <laughs> with this direction. I don't Paint. know. <laughs> Nothing but the best. Gotta Bill, have all metal. I, I know we're on a strict budget here, and I know you would be like almost motivated and compelled to put in a cinder block uh, wall, when in, essentially that would do the same. But I needed to be metal. Metal yeah. on both sides. <laughs> yeah, this, I want the ceiling. I want the floor. Everything metal. Metal, exactly. Metal. Just, and, just... And, and make sure the table in the middle is a square, so it follows the whole. Con- I want a very uh, Arch- yeah, the art direction has to be massive. Theme. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh. Yeah. Great, great scene. Lot, lot, let's go. A lot of money was spent on their um, on the sets. Yeah, I mean it's um. I just picture how much bartender's friend they went through to clean all the stainless steel. Um, you know, it's all that SAE 304 or... Um... You know, and I know we're looking back with 50 years of hindsight, uh, but I was assuming, you know, when I remember seeing this uh, in 71, when I was just a, a wee a child, um, I was impressed by it. It looked very... Yeah. It was all very high tech at the time. What's their what what does their HR department look like? I mean, do they interview you at the site or do they you have to go, you know, where I would you think you're up? interviewed because uh, it's 112 miles from civilization. Yeah. Um that the, you were interviewed somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. When um see I can talk about this because she's no longer with us, but uh when my uh when my late wife Michelle was applying to the CIA uh she was in, she was interviewed at a bunch of different places in Tyson's Corners, Virginia, and in Boston, Virginia. And none right. of these places looked uh, none of them said CIA on the front door, but they were just kind of nondescript um, office buildings that were next to um, medical centers or you know next to a, a, a department stores. Uh, they were you know a dentist office, a chiropractor, whatever. And then there was this little room that they'd go in and and do interviews. And it was just always. I would have to drive her to these different um, uh, interview areas. And it was just, I always felt strange because what I would flash back to is, I wonder how much of this is like, uh, you know, like the Andromeda strain. Are there guns trained on me as I'm pulling up to the HR office? And, right, right. Is that guy over there eating a sandwich and he's got a gun? Yeah, yeah. Is he ready to just boot it out, boot it out as I step out of the, step out of the car or look the wrong way? But as you know, as it turned out, I found out that the CIA. Well, my my wife did not get a job at the CIA, but he. Uh, but with any other government agency I've worked with or been a part of, I found out that they're really 
they're not as on top of things as you would, as the movies would lead you to believe. They're yeah, exactly. All pre- pretty much inept and uh, not. They're like they have a couple of guards down in the front uh, hallway, but there's not the the t- kind of tightness of security is not what uh, these movies would have you believe. But it's it's not. This is what they call security porn. You feel like they're they're omniscient people that know what they're doing that are running this joint and. Uh, you know, they're right here. Dutton and Levitt are getting swallowed up by a massive uh, intelligence agency. That's you know, they'll be able to figure out with their with their help, the intelligence agency will be able to figure out how to how to solve the Andromeda problem. Um, but yet they have to still do this super high tech thing where they're measuring their. Uh, it's a movie. Uh, yeah, it is. It is a movie. Yeah, <laughs> but they first have to get like xeroxed. They have to have their fingertips xeroxed because. Having an ID and saying, "Yeah, that's the guy," ain't that's, enough. That's not. That's not enough. That's not enough. Oh, Jim, Jim. Oh, uh, gosh. Yes. But it, you want it to be this way. You really want it to feel like you're, like there's all this competent, high tech stuff that will solve everything. Although you know this this movie uh, pivots on a machine that didn't work right because it got you know a piece of paper stuck in it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, something Thanks, we can all relate Thanks, to. Thanks, teletype. Yeah. For nothing. Yeah. yeah, a teletype with a doorbell ringer in it, I, you know. Uh, I think that's supposed to be uh, the show, the irony of how technology uh, can be um, uh, manipulated or yes, fail. The, the, the thorn in the lion's paw. It's Correct. Just, it's, all it's the, right the, all, I guess they're saying, look at all these millions we spent, and for the want of a 50-cent tin bell, we, yeah. You know, yeah. The whole the whole thing. We could have had a nuclear bomb go off, and, and suddenly we'd be a planet of uh, alien microbes. Right. Exactly. Uh, Hello. You know. And then they take over, and where do we? Nowhere. Yeah. There. There. You, there. You go. Yeah. Yeah. So, Peter, in terms of uh, Michael Crichton movies, uh, is this your favorite Michael Crichton film? Well, because it's the first that I ever saw, so I guess it has a favorite for me. It's yeah. not as you know. And again, you look at later years, his novels that have been. Um, filmed uh you know this one is probably the more most cerebral yeah yeah i would think uh jurassic park had the opportunity to be just as cerebral but it wasn't right like, it was darker than the actual movie itself yeah uh, so but you know <laughs> yeah but it's you know and there are there are more um downer kind of movies i think coma is pretty much a downer i saw i remember going on a date um with a girl, what's her name? I can't remember. What, what are we? What she are we doesn't either. Don't worry. <laughs> it was a long time ago, uh, and we went to go see Coma. Yes, um, and I I can't remember. Was Looker a uh, a Michael Crichton film? I do not recall, but I can look it up for you as you make small talk. Okay. Hold yeah. On. No, I was just I, I keep thinking of Looker as it, Looker and Coma being in the same field of hmm, and it's you know it's all about body parts and things. Uh, but uh, yeah, coma. I would say was in there. Terminal Man, excellent. A little too cerebral. I don't think it had enough in the way of uh, storyline. Wow, you know, I, I didn't realize that Westworld was his also, and I saw. Yeah. I, remember, I remember seeing that in the um, movie theater. The movie, it was very yeah. risque back then. Yes, yes, yes. The uh, the, the showgirl. Yes, and, yes. Uh, Richard Benjamin and I uh, wasn't supposed to go. To, my friend Joe Klapkowski was going to go with me to the movie, and his mother stopped him because she saw the commercial for it and said, "You're not uh, going." 
but not Peter. Not Peter. No, Reed. no, I made a break for it. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> don't, don't call my mom and dad. Draw. Right? Yeah. I gotta walk by myself now to downtown um, Austin. Lone so. Wolf Regan, they call him. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yes, that, that, that now that I think about it, yeah, Drama Strain by far is yeah, is my yeah. favorite, and I um I can tell you the remake. Uh, I watched for I think thirty seconds, and I said I'm not going to watch the remainder of this. No, okay, I, I have not seen you, I have not seen the remake. I may you, I may you, dip myself into it just because I'm making this uh, show. Well, you should probably have a backup Poseidon Adventure Return to the Poseidon <laughs> yeah. Adventure should yeah. be your backup film. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> more Telly Savalas, please. I want him to look angrier, <laughs> angrier. I need, t- I need a tiger in this movie. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. That's the problem. The problem with the original, not enough tiger. Right, right, right. Uh, I need uh, a whole. Uh, so yeah, good times. Yes, it's like it was like making Airport seventy five, and you said to yourself, nah, "Airport had Jacqueline Bisset. Give me, give me a Karen Black. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, the, now this time, think this. Here's the vision. This is the guy making the pitch for I'm Airport seventy seven. Yeah, planes fly. Planes don't swim. Boom. <laughs> think think, think airport and jaws yeah. put together <laughs> air water airport 77 airport 77 you get yeah we need a vehicle for jack lemon right right and well uh, jimmy stewart jimmy just stewart, came yeah. from midway he can do, he's got like 80 <laughs> seconds he's ready he just needs we'll his paycheck it. as he gets out of the car <laughs> name above the title <laughs> exactly uh yeah well 75 was the hard year for uh, charlton heston as well yeah, well I mean, yeah i mean he was transitioning to uh, you know he had he had done earthquake correct yes yeah. yes earthquake midway he had a whole run of films in the 70s yeah uh, what was the mummy one it, the one where he was in the mummy um, oh can't remember the name of the one i don't know yeah. but i do know the last film Technically, he did that. He starred Gray Lady Down. Oh, yes. Uh, Stacy Keach. Yes, yes. Yes. That was his last, you know, starring film. Yeah. Well, After I mean, that, he did have a cameo in Planet of the Apes. That was yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A mention. And, and he also. Um, fan service. Uh, I mean, I could look up what others he did, but, you know, that, I'm not sure that's the, the how I would want to end out my career, uh, the man from Ben Hur. But what do I know? Yeah, well, you know, it's all it it all it all boils down to um, they they need steady work and hospitalization is hard to come by if you've got a SAG card, get in and get a job. That's what you get. That's what you get done. And David Wayne, the reason that he was I've said this before, but David Wayne, the reason he was in this movie was he he enjoyed uh, working with Robert Wise before long ago, and he was so happy being in this role that he uh, reused the name Charles Dutton when he got his own TV series the following year with The Good Life. So really? he, was, he was just happy to be in a movie because it re-upped his hospitalization with the SAG, uh, with the SAG card. So can't beat that. Can't can't blame a man for working. Hey, there you go. Do you have a favorite character in this movie? Well, I would tell you it would be Dutton because I see more parallels with him than anybody else. It's like, ah. No. <laughs> yeah, but that's me now. Uh, I'm yeah. sure when I was young, I would I would never th- I would never it was never going to get old. Certainly yeah. not as old as him. <laughs> uh, so maybe I, I could have gone with the young idealistic guy, yeah, the see, doctor. I, I'm more with I'm more with Kate Reed. I, I believe that uh, Levitt is my soul spirit animal. She's my spirit guy for this thing because she's the kind you know when she has the fencing uh, 
helmet that she has to burn the skin yes, off. Yes, she her throws and it, dumps it on the ground. That I'm all in favor of her. She's she's my organizing sensibility for this entire film. Um, but that's yeah, that's that's where it is. Peter, I have to have you back one of these days in the future. We'll oh, be back absolutely. On for return engagement. Uh, you know, maybe we'll have some running or yeah. uh, lasers yeah. or alarms going more... off. Yeah, <laughs> some noise. Yeah, dying monkeys, if, mice, if could, anything. If you yeah. can make sure mine doesn't have any elevators. Uh, yeah, no, that elevator would be awesome. free, an elevator-free week. Okay, Correct. I'll work I'll work on that. So we'll have you for, for a return engagement, definitely. All wow. right, and, Okay, well, thank you very much for being on the show, My pleasure. Peter. Great and, job. Uh, keep it up. <laughs> we keep going. Uh, for, for people who want to reach out to Peter Regan, uh, by the way, uh, com, right? Uh, that's correct. Del- yeah. And uh, I challenge you to spell it. No, I won't. It's com. Yeah, if you just say it at Siri or Alexa, it'll it'll do it for you and, and call Peter up directly. <laughs> exactly. But you'll roll straight to voicemail, but it's okay. Well, I'm very um, busy, Jim. I, yeah. I, I don't know if you, I've told you this. You're right. I, I know you're you're I, on you're on so many shows. So. I've got a lot going on. Yeah, so there we are. But if, if if you've got a lot going on you want to tell us about it, go check us out on social media. Find us at Project Wildfire on Facebook or Andromeda Minute on Twitter. Love hearing from people listening to the show and who also love this movie tell us who your spirit guide is for this movie i'd love to find out if you have a favorite you know maybe the guy that uh, says dingling and you know tries to get the uh, the bell fixed um, but anyway we will be back uh monday whole new week uh more things and probably a lot of scrubbing and cleaning so uh, check us out and speaking of scrubbing and cleaning please uh while you're enjoying yourself this weekend, uh, don't forget to wash your hands and maintain a six-foot uh, distance, and we will get through this all together. So we will see you here next week on a brand new week of the Andromeda Minute. Very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here.